Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, the show where me, Dr. Steve, and him, James Breakwell, will eventually have one of us die and then you don't have to worry about doing the <laughs> show anymore, but... I said last week, James, that we had like 120 episodes. We're over 150. We've been doing this for more than three years, man. Are you kidding me? That is No. That is the most depressing fact I have ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. To do something so long and have so little yeah. success. I, was, I almost added and try so hard, but we definitely don't try that well, hard. So maybe that explains the lack of success. Yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but we debate things every week that don't mean anything to anyone unless you are in the Christmas spirit because we've got a barn burner this week. James, what are we going to talk about this week? We are going to debate when should you open Christmas presents. Hmm. And I'm guessing the options are morning of or night before, right? And that's where you're wrong. There is a whole world of options outside of those two days. But just, we'll, we'll wait. I'll, I'm going to blow your mind here in a minute. As always, well, I guess. Well, not in a good way, because there's only one correct answer here. <laughs> it's whatever I say. <laughs> well, obviously not, but all right. But, uh, James, I just want to, uh, I don't know. Do we need to have a moment of silence for the overall health of the Breakwell, house, Breakwell household? Because there was another incident since we have last met. Yes, my daughter fell off the monkey bars and broke her arm. Not severely. It was a buckle fracture. We actually waited a full day because we didn't realize it was broken. We thought maybe she just bruised it or something. But, yeah, she, she fell and broke her arm, and it's in a spot where they can't even put a cast. So there's just, she's just in a sling. So uh, let that be a lesson to you. Monkey bars ruin lives. Just stay away from them. They're a death trap. Man, I tell you what, my wife was a gymnast, and she's had a couple of monkey bar incidents doing <laughs> something called a penny drop off of monkey bars. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I have not, no. Apparently, that's where... I'm thinking this is just a girl thing. I'm not sure boys can pull this off. But uh, you sort of go backwards through your arms and then sort of hang there with your arms up over your head oh. and then let go. I've seen and, I've seen kids do that before, especially back when I was a kid. But yeah, as a male, I would never even think to attempt that. I just I don't think the body's meant to too. bend that way. But it's kind of surprising <laughs> how like how many people have been hurt in the monkey bars. How notorious they are, and the yes. fact that like like they keep getting put on playgrounds. Like we we are such a safety conscious society. We've you know got everything wrapped in bubble wrap, and there's all this stuff in place. And you go and like there's there's one particular piece of playground equipment that keeps maiming kids, and we're like oh that that thing that right there <laughs> that's not the problem. Let's let's go over here and tackle the slide or something. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an obstacle course of death out on the playground these days. And I don't know. It's a numbers game, man. You get that many kids in the same building and then running around. Like, it's it, something bad will happen once every couple, three years. Like, someone's going to get hurt. This, broken leg, yeah. broken arm. This particular set of monkey bars, though, this is the second arm it's broken at that school this year. Like, this semester. That thing is just it's chewing up kids. Uh, but <laughs> it's the mangler. I guess, yes. and you know, the the one uh, 
the one thing that always strikes me as the most dangerous thing on the playground is I, I don't even know what's the thing that spins around. Uh, merry, it's not a merry-go-round. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, you, I do. You grab it's it. got like uh, bars that stick up, and you hang on yeah, to well, it. A what, bunch of kids. What do you call on. that? I don't. The spinner? I don't know. Puka we didn't have one on ours. Whatever so. it is. Yeah, I, I think we sometimes just call them merry-go-rounds, even though it's definitely not what it is. But like that has to be like the absolute most unsafe thing ever. It makes you feel like you <laughs> want to puke. Kids go flying off, and so playgrounds don't like new playgrounds. Never ever have those anymore. But. I've That's, never yeah. heard of a kid getting hurt on one of those, like seriously hurt, broken arm or whatever. I've heard of all kinds of kids breaking their arms on monkey bars, and the monkey bars are still there. So apparently the monkey bars have a better lobbyist than whatever that other thing is called. <laughs> that other thing is usually only in like municipal parks. I don't know that I've seen a school necessarily that has them, but I've seen them in like city parks. They're, they're in city parks and only city parks that are like, you know, from like the 1960s before they cared yeah, if kids yeah, yeah, lived yeah, or yeah, died. Yeah. Like it has to be a park yeah. of a certain age. Park of a certain age. That kind of defines my life. <laughs> and uh, lastly, James, I will say this is also the show that affords me the opportunity to accidentally call your wife before I call you. <laughs> and uh, I'd sort of blame you for that. Yeah, we've had to have some weird arrangements here for how we do this. And sometimes when Lola unfairly hogs the PC downstairs, I have to have uh, I have to use her phone and my phone in this weird configuration to do the call upstairs. And now Steve just thinks he can call her whatever he wants. So we got a weird <laughs> dynamic going on here. I'm sure I'm going to have some explaining to do to Lola later today. I, it was so strange that you didn't answer the phone. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with Breakwell? God, this guy's <laughs> never prepared, never on time. And uh, anyway, I don't think we should assign blame in this moment, James, for why we started late today. Because frankly, everyone is just perfect exactly how they are. Some of us are more perfect than others, though. Let's, let's agree on that. Well, the one perfect thing that I know is that Christmas presents have to be opened Christmas morning. Because, as we discussed last week, James, you are so plugged into the magic that is the Christmas season. Just seeing those little cherub faces light up when they see all of the stuff that dad spent all night putting together arranged under the tree. You've got a little train set with the train going around and you've got dollies that are singing some kind of Christmas song and the lights are twinkling and the star is shining. That is Christmas morning. And then you pour a little bourbon in the eggnog so you put up <laughs> with the kids. I'm not going to talk about Mrs. Steve anymore, but that's when you have to open the presents, James. It's called Christmas presents. You got to open them on Christmas day. I guess uh, it, the, the biggest question I have for you is how many Christmases would you have growing up? What? How many Christmases I, would you I've have? Had, would you have... Like from birth to 12, I had 12. No, okay, that's not what I mean. Like every year. So, for example, uh, we had two Thanksgivings. You know, we had a Thanksgiving with my, with my family and a Thanksgiving with Lola's family. How many Christmases would you have growing up? Oh, uh... At least three. So, <laughs> so would you open all of those on Christmas morning? Like you had three simultaneous Christmases th Christmas morning? Or for two of the three Christmases, were they a time other than Christmas morning? Okay, see, this is where <laughs> you've got to bring Santa into the equation. Because the true Christmas gifts only happened in your home on Christmas what? morning. Then you went to the grandparents' houses... 
One was usually in the afternoon and we'd have a big meal. And then the other one was in the evening where we would pretend we didn't just have a big meal and have another big meal. And we would have Christmas presents at both, but those were like grandparent Christmas presents. Those didn't count like the real deal. Santa, elf, workshop made Christmas presents. I'm I'm sorry that your grandparents didn't love you, because like for for me growing up, <laughs> well, not as the, sorry as the, I am. Yeah, the, <laughs> the the main event was always the grandparent Christmas, and my grandparents always lived a long way away, so Christmas was almost never on Christmas for us because it was just whenever my mom's nine billion siblings could all assemble in one place. It might be the week before, <laughs> it might be the week the week after, it might be the middle of July. You didn't know. Christmas had no correlation to a date on a calendar. It was just whenever everybody was free to get there. And we definitely didn't open that. At that one, the biggest main Christmas of all, because uh, there were the most people, so you got the best gifts. Um, that one, the Christmas, <laughs> the, 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 we opened presents after dishes were finished. After the big meal, which uh, it was yeah. called dinner, even though it was in the middle of the day, because this was Iowa, and they had dinner and <laughs> yeah, stuff. And dinner was in the middle I of the day. Two every Christmas, yeah. And uh, so... The, you know, I have nine aunts and uncles or whatever, you know, counting my mom. And then there's 95 million grandkids. And do you know how many dishes that generates? <laughs> and there was no dishwasher. And it would be like, like two aunts would sit there <laughs> washing them. And all of the 95 billion grandchildren would just be stewing with anxiety. I've been, I have never had such a, a hard wait in my life as the wait for them to huh. finish those dishes. I swear it would take them 19 hours to do those dishes. It never occurred to me to go and offer to help. And I would have just slowed it down. But there's just one tiny little sink, no dishwasher, two people washing. And then finally, you know, seven days later when they finish washing the dishes, then then we could go and open all of the presents. So I guess that was like on a random afternoon in December that was definitely not on December 25th. <laughs> oh, and that was always man, the greatest man. Christmas to me. And then as a result, then there, then there was the lesser Christmas at uh, my other grandparents' house who um, we were the only grandkids on that side, just the one in my immediate family. And uh, that was always a very minor Christmas with just a couple presents, mostly stuff we just brought ourselves because, you know, that grandma didn't, you know, she never saw us. She had nothing, didn't know anything about us. So it was okay. So we just brought our own stuff and then pretended. And then we had the Christmas at our house was just like whenever. Just, okay, we're going to be gone for a week here doing this. I guess we'll just open them today. It's like December 9th. Why not? You know, it just, it was just completely random. And that was perfectly fine. There was no wait for Christmas morning and it was beautiful. I don't think to this day, I don't think in my entire life I have ever once opened Christmas presents on Christmas day. I, I don't think most people James, do. I, I'm now beginning to identify the root of the problem. <laughs> and by the problem, I mean the problem with you. Okay. It's that you've never had that magic moment in your life. You don't have that in your DNA. What you have is a random smattering of catches catch can, and that's how you live your life today. <laughs> with me, it's tradition and honoring all of these old world kinds of things that we do on Christmas. That's why I'm always on time. Whether I'm talking to you or to Lola, sort of irrelevant to me. But uh, no, you you didn't have it. That's why you don't give it to your kids. Like we give our kids a sense of foundation. You give your kids a sense of uh, grab all you can while the getting is good. Yeah, but it's Christmas falls in that weird part at the end of the year where nobody even knows what day it is anyway. Like everybody's off work. If you, did, if you didn't look at a calendar and know it was specifically December 25th, you'd have no idea. What? And I don't know how, um, do, you go to, do you go to church on Christmas? <laughs> no, I, I don't want the place to burn down, James. I'm not a monster. So, Come on. So um, th there's like 
Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And it turns out right. that in most Christmas, Christian sects, I don't know if it's true of all of them, but it definitely for Catholics, like the main event, like the big mass is actually Christmas Eve. Like that's where everybody goes. It's standing room only. If you go in there, you might suffocate. It just, you know, people are throwing elbows to get seats. It just, it's, it's packed to capacity. And if that's you go yeah. Christmas Day, it is just dead. Like there's nobody there. It is just over. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's the celebration is very spread out. And maybe it's dead Christmas Day because those people are at home opening their Christmas presents. But I kind of think that they got all their Christmas cheer out of the way on Christmas Eve. And the people who wait the longest are the ones who open on Christmas Eve finally. And then Christmas Day, everybody just sleeps in and everyone's happy. It's way better. You know, my wife came from a place, not a good place, like where <laughs> I come from. But she comes from a place where they would open some of their gifts. I believe they were able to choose one gift to open Christmas Eve mm. to alleviate some of that walking anxiety that you were talking about <laughs> a few minutes ago. And then everything else they got Christmas morning. So they were sort of a hybrid in her home. Again, she's nowhere near as magical as I am. So my family did it right. So I guess I have... a. Uh... I have another question. This was a tradition I didn't, fi didn't find out until much later because uh, my parents never really did Santa with us. But apparently yeah. some people do it where, you know, if, they, if Santa comes and gives your kids gifts, the gifts from the parents are wrapped and they're under the tree for a long time. But the gifts from Santa show up that night, but they're not wrapped. Is that how you did things? No, but no. In, in fact, we were very straightforward. There weren't many rules. All the presents were wrapped in under the tree. The way my wife did it, which was strange to me when we had kids, is what needed assembly was assembled the night before when the kids were in bed. So when they showed up Christmas morning, all the toys that needed to be sort of put together were already there for them to play with, but not wrapped. Like, <laughs> it was strange to me to not have everything in wrapping paper. Oh, that's like uh, that, that. That's the whole Christmas experience, though, is putting that stuff together, realizing <laughs> oh, you don't have batteries and all. And that's another strong yeah. argument for why you shouldn't open presents on Christmas Day, because then you can't go and buy batteries anywhere. It's like the, they're like two days a year, and like for only half the day when stuff is closed. And Christmas is one of those, and it's so inconvenient. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah. I know everybody yeah. needs or, time off and stuff like that, but sometimes I just need some AA batteries. Can't somebody be not open? essential workers like Walmart? They need to be there. They clearly, at all times, to accommodate my whims. For what me. are they thinking? For me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess now, um, you know, now you've obviously given up on life. You're 95 years old. Your kids are all out of the what? house. So when are you doing Christmas this year? Are are you even doing Christmas? Well, it's when it's so. My son is home just because uh, he's still in high school. I don't know. There's not a lot of magic for a 16-year-old male anymore <laughs> in life that involves parents anyway. All the magic happens outside of our home now. But it's hard to have Christmas between you and your wife because there's not a whole lot you can hide from the other person. <laughs> like, uh, you can't buy anything with a credit card or, well, I don't know how your house works, but I can't do anything that my wife doesn't know about. And I don't buy, like, when I buy something, it's a very confusing process that she has to help me with anyway. <laughs> So there's not a lot of magic, but we will wrap the stuff and put it under the tree and then pretend that we're excited and surprised when we open it up and find out what we got ourselves. 
See, and again, you have you have a joint bank account, so I don't know why you even bother going through the charades. You know, my wife and I abandoned gift giving long ago. We were we were way way ahead of the curve, and it came to getting you know jaded with gifts and all of that. Because why why waste it and be like, okay, let me let me try to hint and have somebody else make an imperfect attempt to get what I want when I could just get what I want. Like that's the whole point of being an adult is you just get what you want. It's not like when you're a kid and you have like two resupply days, your birthday and Christmas. And like, that's the only time you have new stuff coming in the rest of the year. You're just out of luck. You can just go get it now. Uh, And I can't wait till my kids are to that point as well. So we can kind of skip this whole process. But this year I guarantee you, we will not be opening anything on Christmas day. I bet you will probably do Christmas Eve uh, with one set of parents, probably the night before. Uh, and then actually then we'll probably do Christmas with my my family like a week after or something like that. Who who even knows? Huh. It might be next next March. It just it just depends, <laughs> yeah, but right. it, we are not bound by the calendar. December 25th does not control us. We control our own destiny and that is why we will have hmm. far more fun at Christmas than you will. Well, wait till your kids reach the ideal age where all they want is cash because then you just peel off some money and hand it to them Christmas morning and they leave you alone for the rest of the day. It is a marvelous place to be. (laughs) I heard uh, somebody, it wasn't for Christmas, I think it was for Mother's Day. They said the only thing they wanted for Mother's Day was for their kids to go the whole day without electronics, just spend time together. I think what are you insane like how old are your kids that's just that sounds like torture like let's turn off every distraction and focus all of our energy on each other like there would be no survivors that that sounds miserable so no it'd be the hunger games yeah yeah that is yeah. that is not the way to go and then well, not just for the kids but why would a mother want that like that's torturing yourself it's like she likes her kids or something apparently she's never met them before i don't know who this is but they must be new to motherhood <laughs> I have a quick story about anxiety to wait. And it's one of the worst fights my parents ever got in. And it was my dad's fault, even though he didn't mean to do the wrong thing. But when I was uh, 11 to 14, I had a paper out. And the Sunday paper was always big. Mm -hmm. The Christmas paper was enormous. (laughs) And so every Christmas, my dad would have to help me. Because I had like 110 customers with these papers that weigh five pounds each. Mm So he had a little Chevy hatchback and we would just load 500 pounds of newspapers into it and he would drive me around while I deliver the papers. So anyway, we'd have to do it like six in the morning on Christmas. So my mother's job was to keep, I have four brothers that are all a good deal younger than me. She had to keep them corralled in their bedroom while we did my paper route. And my dad got this brave, uh, what's the right word? This big idea. He went to the hardware store and bought sleigh bells ahead of time. Mm unbeknownst to my mother who had four wild animals in the bedroom with her (laughs) and before we left he went ho 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 and rang those sleigh bells and then we ran and did the paper out for like an hour and a half and my mother had to keep the boys in that room the whole time after they heard santa claus stomping around downstairs and she wanted to kill my father with those sleigh bells (laughs) that is impressive although i i wonder why was the christmas paper bigger i thought the biggest paper was always a few weeks before christmas because it has all the ads for people buying for christmas Thanksgiving was another big one yeah yeah but yeah, like yeah. by no, christmas, christmas like paper was always huge what are you even what are you gonna buy like you're already at christmas you got all your stuff <laughs> i don't they're advertising the after christmas specials i guess here's here's all the crap nobody bought please come take it <laughs> yeah, 
basically we got inventory the boss is away we're ready to deal down oh, here at kmart man yeah we didn't <laughs> actually it was hill's department store in my town see we didn't so again i had we had the anticipation and the anxiety at the the big christmas at my grandparents house but at, yeah, my, at my parents home it's just we always just you never knew like christmas can strike at any time that's what made, made it exciting is christmas gonna be this random thursday night you never know and so, uh, so yeah, my parents didn't have to worry about corralling uh, people anywhere for any of that. Um, we, we do things a little bit differently here now, though. We definitely don't keep our presents under the tree because we have pigs, and we found out they just attack wrapping paper. <laughs> they annihilate it. So there is nothing under the tree. Surprisingly, they, they have not tipped it over this year. That's good. The dog has kind of taken oh. the sleeping under it, but it's just kind of a... A decorative distraction over there, but no, it does not. It does not guard our presence. The presents are are upstairs in our closet, safely tucked away. <laughs> I can't imagine the carnage the year you learned never to do that again. Yeah, I just uh, you, you never know what they're going to attack, but it's always where you're most vulnerable. It's like whatever you don't want them to get, that's what the that's what they'll go for. They got a sucker last night. There's just so many random bits of food around this house you'd never know about until you hear a pig crunching on something. And then, you know, Lola, she's got her ears, like, tuned to the pig crunch, you know, frequency. Like, a pig could <laughs> chomp a, a sucker nine miles away, and she would hear it and just jump out of bed to go intervene. I, I've, I tune it out. Pigs, children, all of it. I, I don't hear any of it. Wow, she must love you. So James, much. She, you she really married up, and she knows it. Well, what we're going to do as a Christmas present to all of our viewers and listeners, James, is end this show about four minutes Whoa. early. Give them their freedom, their <laughs> lives back. It will be like Emancipation Day when they watch this and realize Olivas is talking over the time we should be walking out of the room right now. So are you ready to close, James? I don't know if you have anything else on the agenda. Well, I think I've thoroughly proven myself right again, so let's just end it there. Magic or mayhem? <laughs> you decide. Until next week, this is Steve, the magic man, Olivas, for James Mayhem Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening. We're going to come back to you again before Christmas anyway, so you might as well just buckle in because the ride is long and treacherous. Until then, always remember our catchphrase that's made us so much money in branding, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs> <laughs>